As a 20-something, I have found that it's easier to talk to 20-somethings about life issues. Yes, I realized that when I talk to fellow 20-somethings, it's like there's a connection. It's like they understand. Like I'm talking and they're able to complete my sentence. Why? Because somehow it feels like we're all joined together by the same experiences, by the stages in our life. And it just makes me feel happy. And if I must even say, it inspires me. Like we win, we win together. We take those L's and we take them together. It's just so beautiful. I mean, you might not understand if you're not a 20 something, but then you can join us here on 20 somethings rant every week as we get to talk about these things. I mean, somehow you get to understand us and then you'll be a part of our very big world. So welcome to 20 somethings rants. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of 20 Somethings Rants. If you're just joining us for the first time, you are most welcome. Here on 20 Somethings Rants, we get to talk about everything bothering us as 20 somethings. You head right, you get to rant, you know, vent. In fact, you even get to tell us about your wind days, like everything. Nothing, nothing is left behind. And so once in a while as well, we also have people who have gone through this stage join us and tell us you know this is how to go this is how to go because truth be told we don't know it all and it's okay as well so yeah you're very welcome we're pleased to have you and we hope that you do enjoy this i'm talking a lot right okay let's go straight into it so on today's episode of 20 somethings rant i have with me a 30 something yay 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 (laughs) so she would be talking to us about career yes you know like after university the next thing is career you know everybody's asking about um getting a job doing this what do you want to do what do you want to do this 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 well all of these questions well she has done it she is doing it she is abisala a health data analyst and a blogger a simply simply no simple niger girl did i get that correct please that's right yeah simple niger girl <laughs> Okay, hello, Abisalam. Hi, Jessica. So nice to be on here on your podcast. I'm so honored to have you. You know, we've been going up and down this, and it's finally happened. Like, yay! Yay, yes. It's been a while, but I'm so glad we're finally doing this. Yeah, I am too. Thank you very much for honoring this. So, tell us about your career. Like, tell us how far you've come. Like sure. about your career. I will tell you about my career, but first I just want to say that I love your energy. I love your push, your drive. It's like I'm feeding off of that energy right now. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> okay, sure. So about my career, I am a health data analyst. And what that means is I analyze health data. So specifically, I analyze data that has to do with patients who have kidney diseases. So like end-stage renal diseases is what they call it. And the whole point of the program that I work for is to one, increase the quality of care to these patients, and two, to reduce the cost of treating these patients because it's very expensive as you'd imagine to treat like people that are constantly going on dialysis treatments and having kidney transplants and things like that. So in a high 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 level summary that's what i do i'm also as part of that i'm also a programmer so i use um sas is the program that i use to analyze the data that i work with 
Oh, like that, that's amazing! Well, it sounds like a lot. Well done. So how Thank how you. did you how did you come into it? Did you know from the beginning that you were going to do this, or like um, you just stumbled on it? Hmm, that's a good question. So my back in track, <laughs> going back to my background. So I in undergrad I studied math, and then for my masters I studied economics. And so the mix of that really, from my master's program, I did quite a um, quite a bit of data analysis. It was very quantitative in nature, and so um, I just went out into the job world looking for some kind of data analysis analysis work. And I wasn't specifically looking for okay, is it health? Is it? And I saw I stumbled on um, health data is a big deal in the part of the world that I work on uh, that I that I leave. So that's. In a nutshell, that's how I, I ended up in the role. That Just I- like you, or like you, um, a graduate of English, right? You said you're a mass. And then I realized that, you know, there are not so many jobs that say um, we're looking for English graduates. Or like when they say um, we're looking for a lawyer or a doctor, and you know, all those professional professionals. And then I had to deal with um, looking for a job that suited what I studied in school. And I decided, okay, I'll go for communications, media, and everything. But then while searching, I realized that most of the jobs I was looking for were probably not jobs in my line or in my field. So people say, oh, go for it. It doesn't matter. Just go and work. But I'm like, I thought all these motivational speakers usually say, um, go with your purpose, your passion and all of that. And I'm like, ah, it's not my passion now. For me, it's like, you will find this passion somewhere else. So <laughs> I'm sure that I love to say something like that. So what would you say? Because I realized while you talked now, you said, you did math but then data analysis happened and you went for it so are you saying it's a good step going to something else or like what would you tell us to do basically so first of all those two things are not completely unrelated right so you need math skills to be a good data analyst and i think okay back to, yeah so it's back to your question is first of all going back in case just in case there are younger people listening to these that have not you know, graduated or they're still trying to apply to schools, to colleges or universities, as you guys call it. Um, picking what you study, and I, I think you guys don't really have the luxury of picking. I'm not really sure how it works. <laughs> but determining what you study is a big deal, right? So I can't just go and study carpentry and I don't that's I don't even know what to say like something entirely random and expects that I can land a job as easily as a doctor would land a job it's it's degrees are you know they're different degrees are different and unequal even though you're in school for the same four years or five years they're different and unequal and I think you have to think about your options so for me as a math major I thought about my options I'm like as a math my my dad also thought about it he's like and then it's all studying math, i.e. when you're studying math, <laughs> what are you thinking you're going to do with it? You know, he thought my only option was being a teacher, but I had researched my options. I knew I had more options than just being a teacher or a professor. I knew I had options like actuarial science. It's very math heavy. Matter of fact, the requirement is to be a mathematician, is to be a mathematician. Like you have to have studied math in school to do actuarial science. And actuarial science pretty much means like, actuaries are people who work with like, insurance companies so they help to calculate claims and determine risk and a whole bunch of other complicated mathematical equations <laughs> of um, so I knew that was an option and I actually started studying for the certifications I also knew that I had the option to mix math with some other things that I had interest in for example finance um, and any other thing really I could also work with um, companies that 
um, like the SAT, I live in the United States, so I could work with, you know, the organization who determines like tests, questions, or, you know, I could work for an engineering firm. I could, I, I knew I had more options than being a teacher. And I think for you also, um, with your background, you can think about what are my options, right? It doesn't exactly have to be, okay, fine, I'm getting a communications manager job or you have to think, expand your options. What can I tie this to? I have in my company, that's a research firm. This, I, I just chatted with a lady the other day who was a communications expert, right? So in my company, you know what I mean? Like in my company, so she's not working for some kind of, in some kind of creative space. She's working for a research firm but guess what? Everyone has to communicate what they're yeah. doing, the work they're doing, one way or the other. So it's just thinking outside the box and, you know, finding something else that's related, some of that interest and kind of tie it together. So economics is kind of, there's a quantitative part of economics and there's the, okay, macroeconomics, how is the world's development? I have no interest in it. I mean, just a little bit. But I'm more interested in the quantitative part. And so I merged that with my math background to, you know, do what I'm doing right now. So that's what I might the advice I'll give you. Think about what I can really skills I currently have um, and make that work for me. But before you get there, think about what you're studying. Is this marketing is this something I can land a job in really Okay. Okay. All right. That's so amazing. I think like that's something I didn't do. I, I haven't really researched I think I just felt, you know, um, English, I don't want to be a teacher. I said, next thing, I'm going to become a presenter or a TV something or something. But yeah, now that you talked about this, so I'm going to go back and research because I have to prove them wrong, really. really. Yeah, and you have to think about this. So if you want to be a TV presenter, think about how many other people want to be tv presenters but that's not the problem think about how many open slots there are for tv presenters that's where the problem is it's really not that many yeah you know so that that's really where the struggle is is there's not that many opportunities and there's a lot of us that are fighting for this spot so what else can i do you know yeah. and who knows when i do the what else maybe i can then come back to, to the tv present to the tv station and say i've done this other what else now you can hire me far before you hire any other person yeah that makes sense that makes amazing sense so that brings me to accent how did vlogging come into it like how did you decide oh to my goodness <laughs> <laughs> it was oh wow um it's so funny because i hated writing when i was in school i mean hated writing um, and that's why I studied math because I wanted to do the exact opposite of writing <laughs> and so when I was on maternity leave for my second baby I was just I mean it's just you and the baby at home all day and your mind is just going places you're not talking to an adult you're doing so I just started thinking I started thinking and I started writing about the things that were in my mind you know there's just things like finances how do people spend their money how do you know things like marriage things like behaviors right so for example yesterday i was at a niger party i mean the united states i have to qualify and say niger party <laughs> and um there's a line where we're at the buffet stand we're getting our food and this older woman comes in that big bomb bomb and literally her <laughs> bomb pressing against my belly pushing me to get like literally cutting the line and pushing me in the process and she grabs four plates four not one for herself four <laughs> cuts the line and grabs four to you i'm sure it's normal right but to me it's just like are you kidding me right now what are you doing <laughs> so she cuts the line and serves four whole plates 
and all of us are waiting in line for this woman and so things like that i write about it because the things that i'm just like it's normal to us nigerians but it's insanely ridiculous because guess what what she's the message she's trying to pass across is that you all don't really matter i matter more and that's a problem yeah so you said start writing about lifestyle basically so you write lifestyle right Yes, so I, I write about lifestyle. I write about you know anything that's on my mind, anything that can teach someone a lesson while enjoying the reading as well. So that's my key. Is like I want to entertain people, but I also mm-hmm. want them to take something out of it. You know, when they're done reading. Oh, that's so, yeah, nice. That's why I started. Yeah. So I, I had. I mean, I started writing these things without knowing how I would share. So initially, I was thinking maybe I'll find someone, you know, kind of like a Niger blog and ask them if I could, you know, turn in a guest post on their mm-hmm. blog um, or a Christian site and ask them if I could write some things for them. And I, I don't know, I couldn't really find a good fit for me at the time, mostly because I wasn't exposed enough. And then I thought maybe I'll write a book, but then who knows, you know, no one knew me at the time. So why would anyone like me? And so I thought maybe I'll start a podcast or a YouTube channel. I just had all these ideas and eventually, I, I don't know, one day I just set up a blog and I launched it and I've just run with it ever since. Oh, that's amazing. Is it something you tend to grow though? Like grow to become something bigger? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think just going and observing how it evolves over time, right? So as yeah. we talk right now, my podcast is launching in a couple weeks or so. Yay! Yeah, I'm so excited about it. So I think, and I think that was born out of the blog, right? So that inspired, the blog inspired me to start the podcast and just create an, another avenue to present my content to people. That's amazing. That's amazing. So basically from you now, I already know that it's possible for me to do two things at the same time, right? Like probably my blogging on the side and like have a job proper. Because I see feel like a lot of 20-somethings now feel like they have to choose between being creative you know creative the creative space seems to be booming right now like everybody wants to be creative and everything and then we forget the fact that an actual job would help right or like do you think it would help a lot (laughs) the way you said that that means it really would help at least in my life it helps to feed me (laughs) and while i would love for my blogging to you know pay my bills and feed me it's just not at that stage yet so for now yes my career is helping a lot that's why i said it that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the power i could feel it like it's almost just started right now so basically if you were to give a 20 something who probably just graduated and is starting out a career or thinking of business you know i think right now some people decide if they want you know some people just went to school not necessarily because they want to pursue a career but probably because just to be educated and have a certificate right but like what would you advise would you say um go and work or would you say okay just start your business like what how do you um i would say and i think every scenario is different but i would say you have to cover your basic needs right so if you don't have money to pay your rent or to buy your food and you're intending to start a business while asking for handouts which is very common in nigeria i don't think that's i don't think that's a plan it, to me it's not a plan so um i mean if you have if you have your basic needs i would i would honestly get a job to pay my bills but that doesn't stop you from especially if you're young it doesn't stop you from exploring your creative 
side or starting your business you have if you're working eight hours a day you have what the rest of the entire day for yourself i'm working eight plus sometimes nine ten eleven hours a day i have two kids um and i have my blog and i have my podcast and i'm writing a book and i'm doing all of these things at the same time and i have church i serve in my church as well um so if i can do it and i think there are people who are busier than me so i'm not trying to say i'm the most busy person <laughs> in the world but i think if i can do it um just the kids factor alone my goodness like it's major and if you don't have kids literally you own your time and i can't even emphasize this anymore once you have one or more child your time doesn't exist it's not yours once they're awake you're you're on the go like <laughs> your time i mean especially when they're younger obviously once they're grown my kids are much younger they're one and four but once they're grown and a little bit more independent you know they're fine but at this stage you know just i would say just take advantage of the time that you have go get a job get mm. two if you need to survive and then keep working on what you're working on stay up at night if you need to um build the skills that you need to do your business there's no rush right if you're 20 something the world is in front of you i mean obviously i know people and i can think of very, one very successful person who straight out of college but the thing is while she was in college she was already growing her audience right she was already she already had hundreds of thousands of followers on her youtube channel and so after college she started a side gig doing makeup for people here and there um while she was applying for jobs and then the job didn't come and in the process her business grew way faster than she could handle you know and now she's a very 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 successful businesswoman um, but I would say that's not the case for everyone, right? If you're coming mm-hmm. out of college, you have nothing. You're starting from ground zero. Get a job while you're building that business. And at the point where no one would tell you, but when you're there, you're there. You know when you're there. And you're like, you know what? This business is is, is now a full-time gig on its own. I can quit my job. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always get another job eventually. But if you're, you're at that point where my business is making enough money for me to live on and I need time to grow it, then of course, quit your job and keep it moving. Mm, that's that's nice okay i don't have i don't have a business so i have a job so like he just told you guys just in case just in case you have a business and you can also have a job so that's amazing so now let me ask one more question when did you decide that you're going to be a career woman because i mean if you're in your 30 now and you're still working in your 30 sorry and you're still working it means like you've been on this line right for a while and it means probably you've done your master's so you knew from a goal that you were going to go the career way right mm-hmm. or like something happened along the line that made you do it did oh, that make sense a, it makes sense and it's a very <laughs> good question like did i actually think that i would be this career person um i don't know what i thought and i'll be honest with you i mean i knew i wanted to get a job after college i tried to apply for jobs and didn't get any and if you're like me in the united states on a student visa you're either in school on a student visa or you're at work on a work visa or you go back home like you don't (laughs) (laughs) those are your only two choices so once i didn't get a job right away i had to go back to school for my master's so i was still in valid status if that makes sense so um for me, I was just thinking I need to get a job to stay in the country. I wasn't really thinking I need to be this career person. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. um, I didn't have the option of being a creative because well, on what visa am I going to be a creative? <laughs> <laughs> so those are unfortunately those were my only two options. And um, now that I think about it, I really my self confidence then was so low 
but I really did not think that I could get I could get a job. I, I I didn't think anyone would want to hire me to do anything for them. And if you ask me, I don't know why. I really I really don't know why. Maybe it's the you know being a minority minority in every sense of it. <laughs> I live in a country where the whites are majority, the blacks are minority. And I'm not even like regular black. I'm now like Niger black, like that's <laughs> my And then I'm a woman. It's like, why would anyone hire me seeing this funny looking name on a resume over <laughs> John Smith? You know, like which one would you <laughs> and so but it was all in my head. I mean it's true, but I just made myself believe these lies. So I wasn't really thinking, can I be a career person? Can I be a creative? I was just thinking, can anyone even hire me? So when someone hired me, I was like, whoa, wait, they want to hire me. Wait, they want to pay me what? <laughs> and from there, gradually, my confidence started to grow and seeing people who are like me. And I'll give a classic example. My president, the president at my company right now, she's a Nigerian woman. She's a, she's an Igbo woman and her oh, Igbo wow. is in her mouth. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, seeing that, like she's the president of the company. After the CEO, it's her. That's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. she's my manager's 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 manager. Like <laughs> that's major. So seeing someone like her, you know, tells me that, wait, if she can do it, guess what? I can do it too. Yeah. And when I started to say, I mean, considering someone with like 30 plus experience, it'll be like, who is this girl that doesn't do anything? <laughs> so it's not been that long, but I've made very good advancement that I'm very happy with. And what I would say to other young people um, who are aspiring to grow in their career is, um, one continue to improve yourself so since i started working i have done like you know i've taken classes um like programming classes to improve my skills i've done certifications so that when the company is trying to bid for new work which is how my space works when they're trying to bid for new work from the government you know they can put me on the bid and say she has this kind of skills she has this kind of certifications or you can go to your employer and say you know i've gotten this new certification whatever your field is there are always certifications out there and no one will say it's a bad thing it's always a good thing so that's one thing continue to improve yourself i would also say have confidence um, and I say this looking at myself and looking at other, you know, junior staff that come to my company. They come in, majority of them, and especially, especially the Nigerians. There are very few of them, but I notice that a lot of them are timid and they hold back. And I just want to say, if only you know the potential that you have. And I tell them, I'm like, don't underlook your position because guess what? you can be the next manager in a couple years like you can be just just apply yourself as much as you can right just remove the whole you know i'm shy i'm not i'm not good enough just throw it out out of the window and put in the best that you can observe what other people are doing observe how your manager is addressing certain scenarios with the clients how are they talking what kind of things are they saying how are they triaging very difficult situations when the company makes a mistake or you know when a staff makes a mistake how are they handling these kind of scenarios you know what kind of research questions are they answering or are they asking um how are they presenting the information you know what kind of information are they asking you to do are they asking for charts are they asking like just learning from someone who's already above you and applying yourself as much as you can so that way, if you're in the position to feel in for your manager one day who's sick and they say, hey, can you go to this client meeting for me? 
you snatch that opportunity and you apply yourself as much as you can so that tomorrow they realize wait the client says she did so well i don't even have to go there myself can you just start going there from now on that's how these kind of opportunities arise for younger people for um new staff if i would say or how did this um, learn from people who are above you so um, when your manager is doing something you're watching what they're doing you're watching how they're constructing their emails how they're communicating with the clients you know how they're handling very difficult scenarios with the clients how you know the kind of questions they're asking the kind of research questions they're asking um, how they're writing how they're responding they're just just in general learning from someone who's already done it right and that's it's just like free education for you and before you know it one day the manager is not there he's out sick and they tell you hey can you fill in for me and go talk to the clients or can you fill in for me and do x y and z whatever field you're in you know you're now in that position to exercise everything you've been learning you're in that position to respond to that email you're in that position to go to the client sites and just talk as if you're your manager <laughs> all of this information and guess what the manager is going to come back and get all this feedback from the clients and say actually i don't need to be going there anymore can you start going there and guess what <laughs> when the next position opens up for a manager who are they going to call you because yeah. you're already doing the work anyway so just in general keep keep don't keep thinking i'm just an entry-level staff you're not just an entry-level staff you're there and you're there to learn from other people and apply yourself be the best that you can in whatever situation you find yourself oh thank you very much i feel like i have like a lot like a lot for me today thank you very much so i have a couple of questions a few more questions very tiny tiny just before okay okay so let's talk money in career. You know, a lot of people like to say um, they make more money from business. You know, companies don't pay all of that. What would you advise twenty something to do with that kind of scenario? Because I feel like a lot of us want money. I'm not even going to lie. Me too. I want money. I mean, you know, money, money, money. Yeah. So like, who doesn't want money? <laughs> yeah. So what would you say? Are you saying that when we start now a career, probably? Um, don't think of money i think a lot of people tell us that don't think about the money think about the experience but then when do we start to think about the money right it's important yeah. too because we got rent to pay and all of that like yeah. so how was it for and you did you start making money from the beginning <laughs> is this thing called real life right so as much as i wanted to start making money from the beginning so i'll backtrack to when i was doing my master's program i was um i was teaching at some school some rad school shop but i was teaching but the pay, the pay was really good it was it was really good pay for a, a teacher trust me and i loved it but um i knew i didn't want to i was just doing it as a side gig until i was done with my master's program and then i learned the real job and so but in the process i got an internship doing what i really want to be doing right and i knew the internship was going to be key for me to get a job when i graduated yo when i tell you this internship did not pay half of what i was earning as a teacher it was it was heartbreaking because i had to quit <laughs> i had to quit the teaching job to take this internship but it was such a huge sacrifice that paid off like majorly paid when I graduated, I was able to get, I actually got three job offers and it's so different. I'm, I'm not even going to like try to act like it's all rosy in Nigeria because I know it's so different. And another reason it's different in the United States versus Nigeria is that um, in, in the United States, there's a thing called, first of all, there's a thing called minimum wage, which I think it's in Nigeria, but I don't know if it actually happens. And there's also a thing called like 
um, I don't know the, the term for it, but it's like a fair pay. So they, they put you on a kind of a skill, like if you're, you know, if you have a master's, master's in economics and you have X, Y years of experience and you have X, Y, and Z type of skills, there's a range between the, what the company is supposed to <laughs> The range is huge, right? Yeah, obviously, but it's still a range. So no matter how bad you are, they're not going to pay you below that range. So, and I know that doesn't exist. That concept doesn't exist in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You have to do what you have to do. Like if the if, if really the creative space is going to earn you more money, and I don't really see the points in you chasing after the career if it's already earning you more money. But if you need money for survival, then you have to take what you what you're getting, right? You can't just say it's too small and so I'm going to do it. It's too small today. When you grow your experience and skills, it's going to be big tomorrow. <laughs> saying, like having that perspective and seeing seeing the bigger picture. And, like obviously entry level, the pool is so huge. Everyone is looking for a job. So why should they pay you so much when they can hire the next Cindy next door? You know, so, you know but, but when you start to gain experience, five years experience, seven years experience, then you're more valuable. And what they'll pay you, I'm hoping, is significantly more than the entry-level salary. Mm, okay, that's amazing. Thank you very much. So yeah, I think I'll just keep at it. <laughs> I wish you guys all the very best. Honestly, hustling in Nigeria is no joke, but I would just keep at it on both ends. Keep growing your career, yourself, applying yourself, but also keep you know doing your thing at night. When you come back home in the evening, you have to say hi, daddy and mommy, and just like go back on your computer and rise you know shoot your youtube thing or whatever your creatives do (laughs) i mean sleep is overrated i'm just joking (laughs) sleep (laughs) sleep but know that you're you have a different goal from people that are sleeping you know 12 hours so sleep but wake up and do what you have to do and then head to work early in the morning yeah oh thank you very much it has been such an amazing time talking to you thank you guys guys, she's talking to us all the way from the united states of america please a round of applause for her (laughs) thank you very much thank you for making our time to do this with me i appreciate it and i cannot wait for everyone out there to listen to this episode Thank you. Sure, my pleasure. Take care. <laughs> yeah, bye. So, Daniel, guys, I say bye. <laughs>